brought to you by EMI Research Solutions with Adam Jolly and joining me as always is my co-host Brian Lamar. Hey, happy one hundred. Oh, I love it. Um, yesterday at one point we had sixty degrees sunny. Yeah. And like vapor was coming off the ground, and then we had uh, what is that? Is that a nor'easter or a squall? I think we had a snow squall. Uh, let's get uh, some context stuff out of the way. Um, please feel free to always reach out to us at intellicast.emi-rx.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, if you have ideas, research rants, Mount Rushmore's, um, however you would like to communicate with us, that's probably the best way. Um, also, follow EMI on Twitter, EMI underscore research. And my Twitter is just Adam Jolly, all one word. Brian, your Twitter is what? I'm, I'm still considering getting a Twitter account. Maybe. What is um, is this sort of like a LinkedIn type deal? <laughs> yes, I'm holding out till a Good Friday, and then I may get a Twitter account. I think if, if Christ could go for it, then anything can happen. <laughs> uh, Brian, any industry news? Anything going on? Well, you know what? Before we jump into industry news, what's yeah. going on with you? Anything with me? Um, yeah. Well, my personal life. I have a new roommate. There's a lot of drama with my roommate. Okay. Um, March Madness is going on. It's a big deal for me. Yeah. My cousin just won a state championship in girls basketball in Ooh. Kentucky. Okay. And just went back to that. So, what? Well, I mean, it's a lot of exciting stuff. Cornucopia. Yeah. Man, how are you getting through it? Um, well, thanks for asking. For me, actually, I am, <laughs> uh, things are going okay. I feel like I'm fine. like this is the first time I've been in the office for a full week in like uh, forever. Feels like so it's nice to work. Nice to iron some things out. Um, and you're not in Vegas? I am not in Vegas. Um, that is something. It's up there with pro wrestling that I go to Vegas every year for March Madness, and I don't really tell anybody about it. But the podcast is the only forum, right? Um, I think one year out of the last seven or eight nights where I am, I'm in Vegas. <laughs> First week in Atlanta. Second, I'm still a lot of Atlanta. Uh, but then I'm not there this year, and I'm sad about it. Um, I'm thinking of other ways to gamble if gambling is legal. Right. I would be thinking of other ways to gamble, but um, until then, I'll just, you know, crunch numbers, think about parlays at my desk, things like that. That could be good. Um, industry news. Anything going on in the industry? I think the big news is that we're done with conference season for now. The winter conference season is coming to an end, and that's kind of our one of our topics today, right? God. Yes, it is. Uh, it is coming to an end, and that's why uh, we get two guests in the studios today. Uh, both of them were with me when we went to Qualtrics last week in Salt Lake City. And uh, first, let uh, Andrew. Andrew, introduce yourself. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Adam, for uh, dropping the mic for me. Yeah, good right here. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. So, like I said, my name is Andrew Gonzalez. I've been with EMI for just over two years. Born in Indiana, moved to Cincinnati, went to Xavier. Now I live in Kentucky, so that's tri-state daily for sure. Excited to be here today. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Uh, you are one of our younger people in the audience, or not in the audience, in the office. Uh, we actually had podcast three, I think, was supposed to be like we did a group podcast where we're going to bring in people that have been at EMI for under three years and like what got them in the industry, what got here, and that got scrapped. Because uh, I didn't think it was worthy of the of the internet. Um, <laughs> uh, but thanks for coming to be a part of this one today, and we're going to talk a lot about internet conferences, Qualtrics in particular, and uh, glad to have you both. Sarah? Sarah's also in the room. 
Sarah, um, go ahead, uh, say hi, introduce yourself. Hello, um, I've been with CMI for eight months now. Um, I came from NKU, Northern Kentucky University, um, with market research as my focus in college. Um, I am from Kentucky, kind of what I'm known for, I feel like, in the office for a long time in Kentucky, and I'm proud of it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what you need to know about me right now. All right. Um, I'll start with some things first. Um, <laughs> you are not known for being from Kentucky. Okay. I might be known for being from Kentucky. Brian, you might be known for being from Kentucky. Correct, yes. You are known for being from Erlanger. <laughs> Erlanger, uh, for those listening, uh, you know when you come to Cincinnati. I think I was, you know, obviously listening to the podcast. Um, you've had to come to Cincinnati at some point for market research, whether you're doing like D&D type things, maybe some Burgess, maybe some of the other market research firms, Survey Reports is one, whatever. It's a big market research guy. Um, and when you land in Cincinnati, you are quickly aware that you are not in Cincinnati, nor even the state of Ohio. You're in Kentucky, northern Kentucky, which is its own state, and you are in a town called Erlanger. And it is full of concrete and green <laughs> shattered hopes. Um, and that is what you're from, and that's what you're known for. But uh, thanks for being on the podcast. It's going to be great. Um, so a lot of what we're going to talk about today is fall things. Most of you guys were there. Andrew, he went last year. This is his second year in the fall thing. He was there this was not just his first fall trip, but his first, I guess, big, non-regional like market research conference. Um, so I wanted to talk to you both, kind of get your perspective, what it was like to be there. Um, so we'll start off like. Sarah, what was your expectations of a market research conference, and, and were they different from what you thought fall trips were going to be like? But I guess what was your expectations going in? Yeah, um, I didn't really know, because like you said, that was kind of my first large market research conference. Um, I had been to a few conferences around Cincinnati, very brand and marketing focused as opposed to market research. So um, I guess I didn't really know what to expect, but... What I liked about it was that everybody was super willing to talk to you and um, learn from you, and I learned from a lot of other people as well because we, I mean, really we're just a small part of market research. Um, so, you know, just listening to what other people do in their day-to-day -day and in their companies and where they're from um, was, was really cool for me. Andrew, what was uh, your expectations of the conference? And you've been there before, so you kind of had some kind of expectation, but what was kind of your overall um, assessment of this year? Like, Yeah, absolutely. So, Fall Trips is sort of its own animal uh, because, you know, a lot of conferences, you're not kind of expecting there to be a ton of results from it. Um, you know, you're used to They really pull out all of the stops. And I think that's what makes it so different. Um, like you said, I was there last year, so I was expecting that vibe, um, that hype, the excitement around the conference in general, and I think that it doesn't come through. You know, they kind of made everybody's job a little sketchy, uh, which is no uh, easy feat. So that, that certainly starts to help. <laughs> uh, but, you know, compared to last year, the size of the conference almost doubled, which last year there were a lot of problems of breakdowns between people, people standing in the back, and everybody was worried about that. They moved the conference to Salt Palace Convention Center. Now that said, it's a, it's a 70,000 people convention, so it's 
but certainly a lot better than last year. Amazing to have that kind of team. For sure, yeah. Um, we'll talk a little bit about like future successes or investments and whatnot. Andy, what was the, I guess, the speaker that spoke to you the loudest or your favorite speaker, the thing that you'll remember? Maybe the thing that you'll make you sign up next year for Qualtrics. Um, so for those of you who haven't gone to Qualtrics, one thing that they do is there are a lot of speakers there who are not of the industry later, uh, which is really cool. So you can pick from your resume that. One of the people they had there was Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is the playwright, composer, and um, original star of the musical Hamilton. I actually haven't seen Hamilton yet, uh, because it's been so long since I've watched Lord Jump Bar. Um, but I actually started out, when I was in college, I studied political science. Um, and the thing that I wrote my thesis on was actually the international challenge for Hamilton. So it was really cool to hear how Lin-Manuel Miranda went from this biography of Hamilton in English and how he translated that into English. You know, because I spent hours and hours reading pretty much everything that Hamilton had written, and then having him say, look, you know, Hamilton was this extremely articulate, extremely, you know, um, in-depth, prolific statesman and author. So that's why he chose hip-hop, because instead of being able to do musical, he would never be able to figure as many words as he would need to accurately convey Alexander Hamilton as well as all the other guys involved. So that was just extremely interesting for me to hear, one, his take on Sarah, your favorite speaker or session? Um, yeah, I like Ariana Huffington. Uh, she's pretty cool. Um, yeah, she was great. She she was very. Um, I said this before. She was very very witty. Um, so that that was um, something that kind of captivated the audience. Um, but in general, I mean, she spoke like Andrew said. It wasn't all market research related. She spoke a lot about um, you know separating your work and life, but that is so your you know work life balance as a whole. Can improve um, with her new company Thrive, um, and just you know being kind of the leader of your life, and that way being the leader, being becoming a leader in your company and in your industry. Um, and yeah, I, I had never really heard her talk before. Um, she, like I said, captivated the audience, and, and she was just a great speaker. Um, yeah, I really like her. That's awesome. Um, so this doesn't even have to be a speaker type thing, but like, what was the uh My favorite part of Vegas is the casino. Yeah. I also love going to Vegas. Consider myself a maybe slightly above average poker player. Um, but I love casino night for two reasons. One, because it gives me an opportunity to sit down and play games with other responsible owners and partners of my actual money. Yeah. Um, and then two, because it's a fantastic way to spend money in a really fun way. You know, sit down with a casino night with someone that normally the tables are packed, right? So it's taken a while to go around. I'm always picking up my chips, moving to the next table, and, and moving on. So I, that was just so much fun for me, and met a lot of uh, great contacts. Ended up talking to a good group. I'm glad you. I'm glad you're finally. We're finally getting rid of the stigma that gambling can't kill the business. <laughs> I would say that. 
Yeah, uh, so yeah, I think I think that did help. Uh, you know, after every time I you know go play a full house, take all the chips off the table, and then I'm like, hey, let's talk to that guy. And I said, hey, let's talk to that guy. And yeah. <laughs> uh, Sarah, what's your favorite part of the week? Um, besides the keynotes, because the keynotes were all great, mine was also the keynote night. Um, I do not consider myself a gambler at all. I've been to the casino twice in my life. First time put $20 down, won $100. Second time put $20 down, lost it all. Um, so just kind of watching and lurking at the, the craps table. And somebody looks at me and says, hey, you want to play? And I was like, nah, you know, I'm not, I'm not really, I don't really know how. And they're like, none of us do. So I was like, okay, I'm in. So, um, yeah, I, I, same with Andrew. I met everybody around me, and I actually just stuck at that table the whole night. Um, everybody knew everybody's name and was cheering for each other. Um, so, yeah, I met some good contacts there, and then just, you know, other people that we all became instant best friends just by playing craps all night. So, um, yeah, just overall, I think keynote night is, is a good way to, to interact with everybody, and then, I, you know, I learned some more about gambling. Well, how did the learning how to play craps?
bullshit. And you know, I think it all it all adds up. So like they ask for two best reality after every best answer, you know, you get like two cents and two best reality. People walk around with some questions that are impossible to answer. Someone gives you information that you need or like a person type situation or nonsense if you just wanna get some hot dog ass or something. Uh, you have the app, which is pretty user friendly. It's just a lot of data and it's an app apart, right? But basically, it's kind of like if you're a customer service like a company, you have to give that customer service in a way, right? Like if you're going to be selling something and talking about customer experience and judging your best shot and measuring your business, you have to have a clear customer service. And that's why like they're like bulldozing around and like they don't hold back on features, they don't hold back on the payment, they don't hold back on you know the, the the location that it was at or Maroon Five or anything like that. Because they would be like, here, we're doing our brackets, right? Like how redundant and would it be? Uh, you know, I'll say dumb. Would it be if like we're an online sample company? We do online research. Everything we do is on the internet. But then we were going to do our brackets and just printing them out as revenue mm -hmm. metrics. You know, like it's just like a step backwards. Uh, that's kind of my, my opinion on that. Bullshit. Brian, do you have any questions for you two? I have a couple rapid fire questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is for the group. Okay, so number one, did Brian Smith talk at all about the cancer charity? What does he? What does he tell Deb? Anything like that? Anybody can answer that. Uh, he didn't speak about it on stage, but they had two webinars on it. So uh, they got two uh, five for five presentations on that. But um, yeah, they actually have you know the Delta Showcase on Facebook and Instagram. So they do a lot of that. Uh, it was definitely present, but uh, okay. unless I missed it, he didn't uh, explain it too much. Yeah, okay. and there was a video before the Maroon Five mm -hmm. concert, and everybody uh, sent money via their cell phones and went to their dad. What are you buying? What's going on? <laughs> Next question. Did you give me the celebrities? I didn't name anybody. I, didn't, yeah. I, I walked past. Next question. Qualtrics is known for kind of giving away stuff to people during the conference. Was there any kind of a cool giveaway that you did while you were there that we didn't mention a little bit? My craft partner, he, <laughs> he, um, Message the dream team and said, "Hey, can I have Brian Smith jeans with a pair or a size whatever he wears?" And they replied back and said, "Well, those are Versace and a little out of our price range, but you want Jordans?" And they took him to Foot Locker and bought him a pair of Jordans. I thought that was pretty cool. That is really cool. Um, there was other things like they gave a lot of like backstage, backstage type things, mm -hmm. and like you could meet somebody. I think like they had eighteen hundred requests from the dream team. Oh my god. Second day, one out of seven people are in the media are going to show to get something for free. I think that's the thing. Now, uh, but then uh, the biggest part was people trying to meet like teammates and yeah. things like that. There was the lady that was like seven months pregnant with twins mm -hmm. and brought out her Connor for her for all day. Like, that was she was carrying around a big blanket. I saw yeah. her numerous times. She um, looks comfy. She's <laughs> uh, so things like that. But I did. I tried to ask once. They didn't give me anything, but it's cool. I, I forgot about them anyway. Right. <laughs> Last question. What is the food like in Salt Lake City? Do you have any good food experiences? Is there anything unique there? What's going on with the food? Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, was very pleasantly surprised with the meals that I ate in Salt Lake City. Um, in, I've only seen Salt Lake a couple of places in the city, but um, I feel like there was a lot of food that I had. Um, 
And then also, surprisingly, the three of us went to like one of the best Thai restaurants. Yeah, Salt Lake City food. Nice, that's great. Do you have any good food? You're going to talk about food on Friday. I stayed through the weekend, so I went to their version of Chipotle, um, which is really, really good. Better than Chipotle, in my opinion. Um, I went to a Italian restaurant, which was really good. We went to a Thai restaurant, but I had like a range of different meals, and um, yeah, everything was good. I will get serious about food in a minute. Uh, um, I took lunch both days. I grabbed some baggy rice and ate there a lot. Um, the first day, I went to a place called Sweet Lake. Um, it was in a weird part of town. Um, it was like early on. So uh, I had a spicy chicken biscuit and oh. then some biscuit marmalade. Walk it down. Oh, you're sick my life. It's all right. So then the next day, I'm like, rip off. Come on, yeah, it smells like pain. So the next day, I went to a place called Handle Salt Lake. It's basically a bell. It was, it could, I could have walked. I didn't. I could have walked uh, from the conference. Uh, and it was just me and a, a vendor of that. <laughs> open space chicken biscuit with an egg on top, like with spicy honey around it. Usually, I don't mix chicken breast with eggs because you know, slight you know, <laughs> a little more of a secrecy about it. But uh, it was delicious. So those two, and then Ewan uh, was that the name of the Thai restaurant we went yeah. to? Was he's good at that place. Oh. Great. Uh, but Salt Lake City kind of blew me away with some of their food. I don't know, I mean, I did have a bad bison burger. I had not great conference What's food. What's the conference conference Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, that moves us into our research rant of the week. Um, did both of you have rants? Did one of you have a rant? Did none of you have a rant? I definitely have a rant. All right, Andrew, go ahead. 30 seconds, research rant of the week. 30 seconds, research rant. Um, so I'll talk about my Anything from trap questions to how you play skinny questions um, will affect your development on the land is that we do a lot of studies here. Brian, how many surveys do we run here? About uh, 1,400 a year. <laughs> That's 1,400 a year on the field. We look at every strand. And, you know, people are not open to consulting with us on it. And I think that's my, my biggest rant is that if you're working with EMI, if you're working with someone who runs a lot of prepared yet. I have okay. some on the backlog. I do have a non-research rant which is excellent though. So okay. stay tuned. Uh, you know what? I was thinking I'm going to give a research rant right now. Oh, I don't good. have anything written down. But 
I was just thinking about something, and I, I'm actually like getting squared <laughs> up to the table and getting the microphone out in front of me. But I think my research rant of the week really comes out of attitudes and resurgence, and kind of the unfairly treatment that the research industry has towards what I would call output people. Um, so it really is game changers, people that change things and really uh, leave a mark rather than stay on the sidelines of places. Um, market research is a weird industry and that is very traditional and scientific based and it has to be correct. It's, it's on some kind of fact. We think about this and this goes about a topic. Um, so when people come and speak about the industry, a lot of times they come as outsiders. Um, I think this has probably happened you know, during the first phone survey after the Phillips Reed Mall survey, uh, I definitely know that happens a lot. Um, I myself am probably guilty of um, condemning research now, and I don't like to research something, but there's a bunch of research and papers that I've been talking to. Um, Patrick Comer has always been a person that um, may be polarizing as an industry, um, but he is very outspoken and he speaks the truth a lot. Um, he has made something that maybe if he's a competitor, he would not think so because he's not a competitor. But um, I think if he's made something that's been a better, he would not go to them and not get into it. But for time on time, that he's taken the platform that he's done with Federated and Secret and, and Corporate, everyone in the industry has ultimately benefited from that because he's used to soften the opponent mentality. Like he was tabletop at a convention for a while, right? And because of, he was part of Federated, um, and that's just wrong. It's unjust that we've taken somebody that's been very outspoken and, and really needs to step outside of the box and do something different and uh, not treat them fairly. And I know that that's kind of happened in Ryan's medical research. Um, it's also somebody who isn't going to the market research companies. They're not the, or in the market research conferences, they're not the ones that are, you know, sponsoring lands and dev conferences or anything like that or having events and things. He's kind of made his own track in his own way and I think it's a little bit of jealousy and a little bit of I think we can do that and a little bit of stuck in our own scopies world and are jealous about things we do and we think we're coming out from our ass. It's unjust that a corporate like Ryan has been labeled um, different and wrong and not been given a fair shake and after spending a week meeting with him he sat down there and I'm drinking Kool-Aid and I'm not engaging with him and I got a lot from that conference. Not just market research wise but like leadership and how to be a person and what I want to do and what I want EMI to be and things like that. But um, I think it's maybe time that we start to change our perspective and how we think about just the behavioral interest of the different forms of therapy being slowly thrust through market research and just not, we're not in a wave and all species die off and uh, we will, you know, murder patients by our nose. That's not what I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, that was an amazing rant. <laughs> I don't even know what to say other than for the kids in the room, for you, <laughs> for the millennials, our guests. To summarize it, it's be disruptive. Don't be afraid to be disruptive, right? right. And that's something that the market research hasn't been very good at accepting, but uh, that's a great rant. Thank you, Ryan. Hey, no problem. Uh, and I was just off the cuff. I was thinking about it the other day, uh -huh. I, and I could have gone further. I mean, listen, I didn't mean to focus on, like, Patrick. I mean, I, he just came to the top of my head. But, like, you know, Lenny Murphy at yep. Green Book, there's some, like, he's a disruptor. He challenges people to get innovative. And a lot of times he's like, yeah, you know, like, you're slow. No, it's, you have to get better. Yep. We have to find different ways, and I think guys like Lenny and Patrick and Ryan are all kind of leader in the industry, and at the same time, they're also the superstars of the industry. You guys talked about this podcast today. You know, yep. Can you think of one person that has been back in the industry, one person that if there was some kind of you know technology coalition that Trump's really going to put together, you would send one of those three people, right? 
Anyway, uh, moving on now to the four Ps, our version of the marketing myth, talking about four different uh, keywords um, and getting a little bit more personal with Andrew and Sarah. So, Andrew, our first P is presents. What's the best birthday present you've ever received? Best birthday present. Okay, so this is actually going to end up being a little bit of a consumer tip, but um, so for my birthday, just this past year, um, I really like to cook, and that's like a, a bit of a home chef, um, and she went through all of the gadgets that I had and ordered everything that I was missing from Amazon, and the way she decided what to buy was by taking the absolute highest logo and that class that ended up with this marble rolling pin um, that's super heavy, kind of like a potato masher, and I'll tell you from my client, it was a pretty good package. That's good. Um, and, and you know, it was just uh, a, a knife as well, you know, that has a handle, so yeah. I uh, unfortunately borrowed that bit, but that's my business and stuff, so that's all right. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of this, you know, hey, look, you don't have these, and here's your stuff. And they were they were they're all amazing. So I had to hook them up and uh, keep it down to the That's awesome. Yeah. Sarah, best birthday present you ever got? Um, my birthday and Prince Edward on Christmas just combined. So Brad. this past year, Brag, I get cut all one fourteen. Um, this past year, I didn't even ask for this. I got. A wine tour at Elk Creek Vineyard, and I got golf lessons. Um, my whole family golfs besides me, um, so I'm going to learn how to golf, which I'm really excited about, and I love wine. So that was my favorite. <laughs> Interesting. Um, now I'm going to rotate the questions because I don't think this question is going to fucking work. Andrew, can you describe to me your perfect day? What is the ideal place for Sarah to be? I, I actually have a very, very definite. My favorite place in the entire world is called Lake Kasagaba, which is in Ontario. Um, it's a lake up on the Canadian Shore. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. There's there's very little cell phone service, no power, no running water. Um, so I love just going up there, getting in a cabin, and going in and fishing early in the morning, doing some hiking in the afternoon, cooking over a campfire, um, and going to sleep under the stars. Hands down, absolutely. Great. Uh, Sarah, next key, um, purpose. Can you tell me, everyone out there, uh, if you're giving them a pitch right now, who would you say? Who is getting you into this business that I'm doing right now? Um, of course, my parents. Everybody says that, I feel like. Um, but more specifically, um, my oldest brother, three brothers, my oldest brother, Travis, we are very, very similar. Um, in a lot of ways, um, and he kind of has led me since, I mean, we're eight years apart, so when we were younger, we weren't so close because we were at very different points in our lives, but since college, he's kind of helped me through um, every big decision, so, you know, where I want to go to school, if I should move back from Louisville, what jobs I should take, um, we kind of were in the same, not really the same field, but we had a lot of similar connections. At one point, um, if I, you know, what I should do after college. Now I'm looking for a house, so what I should do with that. So he's kind of um, been with me every step of the way and, and guiding me and being like, you messed up in, in his past and telling me, you know, how I should do it differently. And um, yeah, like I said, we're very similar in, in personality. So um, I definitely take to heart what he, what he has to say. That's awesome. Uh, 
think they're the Cambrian last part is our must Mount Rushmore is the people part of school P. Um, and we're both going to do this one, starting with Andrew. Andrew, who are the top four people you would like to see speak at a conference? Could be cultists, probably would be cultists. We're imagining that they come the same talk as Lee Bates, Jason <laughs> Uh But any conference, who would you like to see speak? Top four. Absolutely. Um, so the first is Grant Cardone, um, kind of a large figure in the sales world. So, you know, he's probably the only exact name to Hey dummy from the Pi conferences. But I listen to all of his audiobooks. He's been really inspirational to me as I work in sales and business development. Um, second is uh, Barry V. Good answer. Yeah. Um, I would not necessarily like to hear him speak about digital marketing, but more just about his drive to giving. Because here's a guy who basically said, Hey, I'm going to give you a little bit of my existence and time over that line to kind of contribute to his space. Um, third, uh, Charles Good is Buddhist. Um, I'm not sure how that one goes, but he's the author of Power of Habit. Uh, if no one has read that, you should definitely pick it up. Uh, it's not just about you know how to break bad habits. It's not just a self-help book by any means, but it really goes into all the things about habits that affect our anxiety. That's kind of a really cool. And the fourth, um, I kind of said before, a little bit of fun stuff. I would love to hear Gordon Ramsay, the chef in residence, the guy I would not only you know, this huge presence um, in the entertainment world, but also you know, he has lifetime time players. Yeah, Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, Charles Good, and Gordon Ramsay. That's awesome. Sarah, what's your Mount Rushmore people you'd like to see speak? I took kind of a cultist approach, and I have two more business savvy people, and then two more famous people. Yeah. Um, so Malcolm Gladwell, we were talking about him. I studied a little bit about him in college, um, but I just started reading his book, Outliers, and um, I just think he's very smart and um, a good writer, and I think he's a great speaker. I've seen you know, his TED Talks and everything, so it'd be cool to see him in person. Um, Warren Buffett, he seems like a cool old dude. Um, besides, <laughs> besides being, you know, very successful and, and business savvy, um, you know, I watch 60 Minutes on Sundays with Jim and Glow, <laughs> my parents, and I watch one with him, and he just seems super down to earth and um, just a very cool person. Um, Ellen, because who wouldn't want to meet Ellen and see her talk? Uh, she's she, she's kind of like like we were talking about Magic Johnson. He's kind of just the, the hype man. I feel yeah. like. I feel like Ellen would be a good hype man there. Um, and then Jennifer Lawrence, she's from Kentucky. I felt like I had to put somebody from Kentucky in. And she is also, I, you know, I have a thing with funny people. I like Brianna Curtin. She's very funny and witty as well. Um, and she's very successful. I mean, came from Louisville, Kentucky, and look where she is now. First of all, both of your lists are garbage. <laughs> Especially Andrew's because oh. he had no women on there. It took us about oh my god, to get to the woman. Lean in, Andrew. <laughs> your lists are okay. Here's my list, by the way. I'm gonna lead off with some women. Yeah. Jessica Alba. She's on my Mount Rushmore in multiple ways. <laughs> Number two, Taylor Swift. Who wouldn't want to hear Taylor Swift speak at a conference? That'd be amazing, right? Mm -hmm. She might break it into a tune. Oh. Okay. Number three, Elon Musk. I mean, come on. Uh, Who wouldn't want to see him? Yeah, exactly. Number four, KJ Lavin. 
who will want to see TJ Lavin yes. talk about the challenge in depth behind the scenes at a conference? There you go, Adam Jolly. No, I'm not even going to give what I'm just going to go dedicate my time to TJ Lavin because <laughs> that just killed it. First of all, um, TJ Lavin could probably doing this wrong. But like he's motivating. Yeah. He is he hates quitters. Yes. He pushes you to do your best. He makes even the highest mountains seem like little hills. <laughs> yep. You keep going. My motivational I uh, secret podcast world. My my motivational strategy as a manager and as a VP of the company is to follow that to TJ Lavin. <laughs> I didn't know this. But like it could be it could be. If I just start walking around saying you killed it, good job out there today. No surprise, you win. <laughs> Things like that, that's, that's TJ. Oh, man, that was great. Um, <laughs> that leads us, uh, I'm going to save the last part for the last part, but we'll do a uh, 30-second non-research rant of the week. Do either of you guys have a non-research rant of the week? Sarah, I feel like you have to. I do. Since she did the research rant, she did a non-research rant. And Brian even touched on it before. Uh-oh. He um, said, for all the millennials in the room, Uh-oh. my rant is not on millennials, it's on people ranting about millennials. Um, I just think it's dumb. I think, uh, first of all, I've looked up on multiple sources, and it's about 18 to 35 years old. So a lot of people who are, yeah, right? Like, a lot of people who are the older millennials don't think they are millennials, and you totally are. So when you are bashing millennials, you're bashing yourself. (laughs) And there's a lot of things. I mean, yeah, every generation, like, what is it, Gen Z? They're they're using Tide Pods. Every generation <laughs> has some issues going on, right? Um, so I just don't think we need to maybe take some heat off the millennials. Um, things that we get blamed for, being super tech, you know, involved always on our phone. It's kind of the generation we grew up with. We can't help it. We can't help that that was all developing when we were when we were growing up. So um, yeah, that's. I'll keep it. I'll keep it succinct. That's, no, that's our rant. That's great. I think you should spend less time doing rants. Maybe you get a job out there. <laughs> one or a food one? Food. Food. All right. <laughs> so here's the context of this rant. We've been buying M&Ms, like five-pound bag of M&Ms in this office for quite some time. And let me tell you, the people in this office are filthy. <laughs> like, you open the pantry. By the way, we're fortunate to have these M&Ms in the pantry, right? But it is a blessing. It is a blessing. Thank you. That's my afternoon snack. You open up the pantry, and you quickly notice that no one has closed the bag of M&Ms. People are putting their filthy hands in, by the way, I'm a germaphobe, I'm a trusted podcast. People are putting their filthy hands in scoop, no one's closing this, it is ridiculous. The other day that someone left it on the counter, and I found out via an investigation that someone just put the open bag back in the pantry, didn't close it, because they didn't feel like it was their responsibility. So there's nobody taking ownership or accountability of this. Yes. So it is, it is just driving me up a wall. I think people are punking me right now. Yeah. I think that people are intentionally opening these bags of M&M's and just leaving them there. So I am now, for every bag of M&M's that I see open, I open three other random things. I open up a jar of peanut butter, leave that open. The milk doesn't have a cap. And it, everything's open. I left the refrigerator open the other night, all night long. So there you go. There's my non-research brand of the week. I love it. I was phony for a little while. <laughs> um, like I would just leave them out or intentionally leave them open. And then once I was listening to the entire thing in it, yeah. I would go in Thursday starts 
the NCAA tournament, so give me that opening round to get into the trap. Sorry, yep. Dayton, Ohio, okay. you're right. the worst city in the United States. <laughs> you don't get extra basketball, or plenty of basketball games, except for the Gamecocks. He was the Bronze, but he did kill Iowa that night, though, so that was a little tough on Seth for him. Um, Andrew, do you have your final four picks? I do. Who you got? I've got Arizona, Xavier, Kansas, and Nova. Ooh. Sarah, final four. By the way, I'm surprised you didn't say anything about Louisville and Creighton coming in this year. I think we should have talked about that. But um, <laughs> if gambling was legal, I would have did for sure put a bet on the game, and uh, it was seven, and Penn State lost by eight from the Big Ten. So that's why we don't talk about it. <laughs> if it was legal. I don't I'm gambling about this. Right. Okay. I got you. Um, Virginia, Gonzaga, Texas Tech, Duke, and Duke-born Paul Brazil. Um, going with Kentucky, my cats, they're going to pull through. North Carolina, who I hate, Purdue, and then my wild card, TCU. Boom. Well, that's your downfall. <laughs> uh, I have Villanova, North Carolina, Michigan State. I can't believe you didn't say Michigan State. I didn't mean to, but Cincinnati. Oh, wow. Ooh. Hey, man, I shout out. I don't like Michigan State, so I got a big advantage there. Whatever. Uh, but I think they're going to be good in – Basketball gets one year out of 130. Okay. Everybody gets one sunny day. Um, let's wrap it up. Thank you to Sarah and Andrew for being our guests today. It was great to get perspective on not just our individual career paths and, and stuff about college and sports in general. Thank you to Coach Bryant, as always. Um, please feel free to reach out to us at the telecast at bmi-rf.com with any questions, notes, ideas podcast uh, follow us on twitter uh we did a great job i feel like of live tweeting throughout the bullshit conference um sometimes it was me on emi a lot of times i just do it myself because i was getting so covid and not as people liked it but emi underscore leakage on twitter and myself at adam jolly on twitter um any other announcements anybody hey the upcoming conference is no Cincinnati. The next yeah. one is Talk to me about MRMW. Yeah, market research in the mobile world. It's been in Chicago, um, Minneapolis maybe, and this year it's in Cincinnati. We'll be attending April 24th and 25th. Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much, Sarah, Andrew, Brian, and Brian, and uh, until next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.